0: Never trust a billionaire. Aaron thinks he can have anything or anyone he wants, including me. But when I discovered I was the other woman, I vowed to never see him again. Except he's not the only one with the secret. When a chance meeting brings us together again, I can no longer hide the truth. Now he wants what's his. Our six-year-old twins. And he insists. I'm part of the deal. If I don't marry him, I'll be forced to give up my children. I'll do whatever it takes for the twins. Only, I'm not the innocent girl I once was, and there's no way I'm giving him a second chance. But when someone dangerous from my past comes looking for me, I start to see a new side to Aaron that makes me question what's beneath his need for control. Now, the man I vowed to never trust may be the only person who can protect me hello my beautiful people and welcome back to the bibliophiles bookcase i am your host erica the bibliophile and our book for today is Aaron's patience by tiffany patterson this is a black woman white man novel now i'm gonna be very honest i don't i don't dibble in these streets but I really enjoyed this book and I really want to give Tiffany Patterson her flowers so let's jump right into the story. So we start with a prologue of Patience. She is 14 years old at this time and she's getting ready for her dad's dinner party and she's a timid young lady who would rather be somewhere reading a book than socializing with stuffy businessmen. I was like, girl, same. I don't care what the situation is. I would rather be reading. Trust me. Um, And so when one of her dad's friends introduces his son, which is Aaron, a chill goes through her body. Now, she's a young girl at this time, so she doesn't know what this means. She just knows that looking at him and seeing him, her body is reacting. Aaron is described as being over six foot He's, he has gorgeous black hair, hazel eyes, freckles, and a permanent frown on his face that she loves. Which is, I'm like, is this me? Like, <laughs> the permanent frown. I'm just like, I would rather be reading, and I always have a frown on my face. Like, I'm meshed into one in this book. But anyway, she at some point, she sneaks off to read anyway. Um, she's like, you know, I'm gonna go get my book and I'm gonna be ducked off somewhere. But she is cornered by another one of the guests' son. His name is Wallace Jr. And, you know, he's trying to fill up on her and he took her book and it's just messing with her. But Aaron steps in and sends him on his way. Um, but patience is... Embarrassed because Aaron Refers to her as a little girl I never quite got How old Aaron was I don't think I paid attention because I'm just like for him to Refer to her as a little Girl how old was he at the time Like how old is he period I really don't know Um But now we're coming to the present Where Patience Is now a mother of Five year old fraternal Uh lord paternal twins Kennedy and Kyle Kennedy is just like her mother she loves to read but Kyle hates to read so you know he'd rather be playing with toys doing anything but reading um she is currently packing to go away on a work trip it's a conference hosted by the American Library Association in Chicago and while she's there her friend Judy takes her to a sex club And this is where she runs into Aaron for the first time in six years. And his name is Aaron Townsend. And he is the CEO of Townsend Industries. And, you know, he's a part of a prestigious family. Like, their name holds weight everywhere. Um, And once again, Aaron is saving her from unwanted attention from another man. And before she can even say anything to him like a thank you, she's remembered the last time they spoke, he was telling her, don't be so sensitive. And she has like an immediate reaction of being anchored and telling him, you know, leave her alone. She tries to walk away, but they exchange words before he's pulling her off to a private room where... He basically claims her again, telling her, like I fucking said, you've always been mine. And the next morning when she wakes up because she, you know, fell asleep in that room inside that club, there's a driver waiting on her to take her wherever she wants to go. And she has to get to the airport to get back home. Aaron gets a call while he's in a business meeting that patients father is in the hospital he had a heart attack so patience gets the same call and she has to catch another flight back to chicago and when she walks into his hospital room she sees him talking to Aaron. you know like come on come on in meet an old family friend as if she doesn't know who he is and she's like you know no i can come back to let y'all talk but he's like no come in and even while he's in the hospital recovering from a heart attack, um, they call him by their last name. So he's, what is it, Thiers? Uh, all he wants to talk about is business. And it's like, sir, this is not the time right now. You need to be recovering. Um, Patience leaves the room. But Aaron follows like right behind her. And she's not acknowledging him calling her name at all. It's just like, I'm trying to get as far away from both of y'all as possible. Cause she does not have a good relationship with her father. That man is awful. Um, and a door opens and the twins are running up to her, like telling her something. And the lady she had watching them says, I'm sorry, Patience. They really wanted to see you. I'm like, these are children tell them to sit down somewhere until she comes and gets them like how you let them running away from you like that anything could happen but um she's like you know we're about to leave so don't even worry about it and Aaron is standing right there he's like no how about you stay because I'm looking at children that look exactly the fuck like me so what are you talking about um and he asks her, are they mine? But the question is redundant because, like I said, um, well, Kyle, not both of them, Kyle looks exactly like him while Kennedy looks just like Patience. And she tries to deny it, saying, no, they're mine, and then tells him that she would never abort her children so they are hers, not his. And he's confused about this because he's like, what the hell are you talking about? What abortion? nobody said anything like that and he's like you know why didn't you tell me that you were pregnant and she says i did she told him that she she called to tell him that she was pregnant but his fiance told her to never contact him again and that was followed by her finding her and giving her an envelope with five hundred dollars for an abortion and Aaron didn't know anything about that. He's like, I would never be a part of something like that. So, you know, don't go anywhere because you're not leaving with my children again. So he gets in contact with his former fiance and he is outraged at the fact that she kept his children from him and she's, she lies and says that she thought that patience was lying trying to do anything to keep him so she just said that she was pregnant now i i said i wasn't going to mention this but then i feel like i have to aaron has like a spiritual guide or like a person that he sees that nobody else can see that he talks to and is there that is supposed to guide him in the right direction but she serves no purpose. She don't help at all. I was so fucking annoyed by this woman. Every time she popped up, and it's just like, I can't tell you that you have to figure it out for yourself. So what the fuck are you here for to keep me company? I don't need that. Go away. Um And she's there, like while he's going off on his former fiance. And she's like, you know, she didn't deserve, she deserves whatever he decides to give her. Because, bitch, you kept me from my children for almost six years. Tell about you thought she was lying. You didn't think nothing. Because otherwise, why would you show up with $500 for an abortion? Um, but he tells her that the protection that he was providing for her is over with. The millions of dollars that are in her bank account, gone. The nice apartment she's living in in Paris, out of there. Since you want to deprive me of my children, I'm going to deprive you of all the things that you have. And so, you know, she's trying to beg, like, no, please don't do it. like, bitch, it's done. Get out of my way. Um, patience is served with papers from Aaron. He's suing her for full custody. So it's like as soon as the carrier drops it off, he's calling, like, you got the papers. And she's like, why are you doing this? And he tells her to come to his office in the morning and they can talk about it. So when she gets there, it's Aaron and he has his lawyer there who's doing all the speaking for him while he stares out the window with his back to them. And she has two options. She can either marry him or lose custody of their children and at first she was trying to fight it because she's like what what judge is going to take children away from their mother and it's like aaron is a multi-millionaire he's very wealthy um and the fact that you frequent sex clubs isn't gonna look good for you and she's like hold on what are you talking about And she's like, if that's the case, then Aaron was there with me. And the lawyer was like, there's no record of my client being there. And, you know, he's just going on and on until finally Aaron says enough and tells her, you know, those are your two options. You can either marry me or lose your children or lose our children. So she chooses to marry him. Which, I, I would have took my chances. I'm sorry. If you feel that strongly about it, like, you don't want no part to this man. You don't want to talk to him. You don't want nothing to do with him. Ain't no way I'm choosing me. I would take my chances. And what she does in her own time, that's in another city. And it has nothing to do with her children. But um, they move into his home. The twins take to him immediately start calling him daddy right off the bat and at first it's awkward between them because Aaron doesn't sleep in the bedroom with her he's downstairs like in his office he's always working and Patience you know she's a librarian, librarian and she tries to get a job under her maiden name and he sabotages her like she had the interview all lined up it went great She had basically got the job until the driver that he hired told him what was going on. Like, you know, she got a job and he makes her lose it. Like, you went behind my back to get this job using your maiden name. So now you don't have it anymore. Because when she shows up for her first day of work, the lady that she haven't talked to all the time is like, I'm so sorry, Mrs. Townsend. I didn't know who you were. And you didn't get the position it was given to somebody else you know like there was a mishap and of course patience knows what's going on because she used her maiden name it's like how do you even know who i am so she has the driver like take me to his office and she goes in there going off like why would you do this to me you are ruining my life and Right before she leaves, she tells him that this fake marriage is over. So she rushes to the house, and he follows behind her. And she's packing up her suitcase. Like, you know, as soon as I'm done packing up my stuff, I'm packing up the children's. We don't have to be married for you to have access to your children. Because I would never keep them from you. And he says, yeah, because now that I know they exist, I would never let you. And she tells him, you know, they haven't even consummated this fake marriage and so as soon as she says that he goes and locks the door and it's like oh so that's why you having this tantrum you want sex let's have sex then erin signs up the kids for the same academy that patience and himself went to as children and she feels a way about it because it's like you didn't talk to me about this and he's like, it's a great school. You know, you went there. I went there. She's like, I don't need you to tell me what school I went to. I would just like for you to talk to me about this. Like, I know you're feeling slighted because you didn't know they existed. And, you know, you're trying to make up for lost time to make sure they have the best of everything. But that's still a conversation that you can have with your wife and the mother of your children. It's like... Of course, she knows that it's a great school. So she's not even saying that she would protest against it. It's just like, can you talk to me about it? Because it's not the same as you missing out and her making all the decisions. Because it's like, it's literally, it was literally told to her like you wanted nothing to do with them. And she's now realizing that that's not the case. So, and he also gets her her job back at the library. And she's like, you know, what's the catch? he's like damn i deserve that but no catch i just want you to use your married name so she agrees so you know they're starting to get closer they're going on dates they're having sex so it's it's great so far until one day they get a call from the school saying that the children have been into a fight and when they get there it was kyle and their cousin they have a cousin Diego who is Aaron's brother's stepson but you know like that's his son he calls him dad or whatever um they beat up another boy because what Kennedy and Kyle are in kindergarten our first grade I forget which one five years old I'm pretty sure it's kindergarten um and the boy who was picking on Kyle is a third grader, so, of course, Diego stepped in to defend his cousin, and then, you know, Kyle wanted to defend himself, and then when Kennedy saw what was going on, her little tail ran over and kicked the guy, so, you know, basically, they was all fighting, and the way the principal tries to present it as if the children were just very violent for no reason and that's a problem. Instead of as Aaron said it, so let me get this right. Cause and it had been going on like since school started. So I think what three months? So you let my child get bullied for However, long because it's either a month or three months, I can't remember exactly. And you do nothing about that, but it's not until my child and his cousins defend him that we're getting a call because that's the problem. And of course, the principal was like, Well, I wouldn't put it like that, of course, you wouldn't. But that's exactly what happened because you didn't say nothing about him being bullied until I asked about it. I had to ask you what happened for my son to have to defend himself because he's not just wild like that because it's like that's also what it sounded like it sounded real racial about the fact because i forgot um carter's wife michelle diego's mom she's also black so diego is uh he's a mixed child because I believe his dad was Hispanic in some nature. So it's like you see these three black children against this white child, so that's the black the black kids have to be the problem instead of the white one who was bullying the black one and then he defended himself. So she gets to stutter and Aaron is like, not my kids, you is not gonna play my kids like that. And then when the little boy daddy comes in. It's Wallace Jr., the same one that, uh, attacked patients all them years ago. So, it's like, this, this is daddy? Of course. Of course, that's what y'all are doing up in here. And so, he come in calling, uh, the kids mongrels, and Aaron get up in his face, like, talk about my children, th- talk about my children again, and I will show you how much of a mongrel their father is. Like, don't play with me. I whooped your ass before, and I'll do it again. Um so where are we and so when they get home aaron is like looking at her and patience is like go ahead and ask me and she's like is he he's dyslexic which aaron is also dyslexic so you know that's something he passed on to him and it made him feel bad like i did that to my son like damn this terrible thing and patience has to you know basically bring him down off the ledge like it's not the end of the world teach him how to read just like you were taught to read at some point you know it just takes a little while longer and so you know which he does um and kyle learns quickly like thanks to his dad and now he loves reading just like patience and kennedy does um fears dies and patience is upset that she feels any emotion for her dad whatsoever because he's a man that she didn't really know. She asked Aaron, like, Did you know that my dad and your dad took annual fishing trips? And he's like, Yeah, I I've been through that. Um, and she's like, Why am I crying about a man I barely knew? Like, he was never there for her as a child and even now in her adult relationship. Oh, because I forgot to mention, when he found out about the kids that were his at the hospital, she had to let him know, like, my dad doesn't know either. Like, you're closer to him than I am. And he made her tell him about the kids. And when she did take him up to the hospital to see see him, he told her, you know, like, I understand why you wouldn't want them close to me, which is so very sad. Because I'm just like, I think me well I should say at least I take it like a joke and maybe it isn't because my friends are always talking about like how they don't have they don't have good relationships with their fathers because they have fathers and they know their fathers I can't imagine my life like that like I love my daddy so much we are so close and I just it's just the strain on their relationship and how they never talked like never really interacted she had nannies or caretakers and that's those are the people that basically raised her um so soon after patience has nightmares of when she was attacked when she was eight months pregnant because one night like she is screaming out of her sleep like punching out into the air and Aaron has to calm her down and is like you know what's going on and at first she doesn't even want to talk about it and tell him what the problem is but back in oakland when she was eight months pregnant with the twins, she was attacked a man in all black broke into her house he was calling her a whore threatening to cut the babies out of her stomach and she managed to subdue him and get away but she was like all cut up because he had a knife and he was like swiping at her and she went into labor early And there was, like, a serial rapist going around at that time. So that's who they thought it was. And they had captured him. But Patience doesn't feel like that was the same guy. Because it's like, the story doesn't fit. And if he was just a rapist, like, why would he threaten to cut my babies out of my stomach? And why is he calling me a whore? Um, And so Aaron handcuffs Patience to the bed. And has his way with her like all day demanding another baby. He's like, you know, I'm ready for another baby. And Patience loves it. Like she loves his domineering, demanding ways. She's she's here for it. Um, and throughout this time now, he's been telling her that he loves her. But she will not say it back. And eventually i think they're like on a date or something he acts like why i know you love me i see it in your face i see it in your eyes but why won't you say it out loud you know why and he's like because of that and we're back to the first time she said it like after they had had sex or made love whatever you want to call it she tells him that she loves him And they go to bed together and the next morning that's when his fiance was banging at her door calling her a whore saying like i know you're in there come on out and it's like it's news to her to find out about this fiance and then she turns to him demanding questions and he tells her you know you're too sensitive our time is over and um You know, basically, like, get over it. So when they come back to the present. because it's like a flashback. So when they come back to the present, she's like, you know, I just can't. There's hurt with those words. I can't just say them like it's nothing. But, you know, he brings it out of her. They have sex. And he demands that she says it. And, you know, they both say, I love you to each other. And he promises that there will be no surprises the next day. And he's not going anywhere. So Patience finds out that she's pregnant again um, and she left the uh, what are they called? The sticks out in the bathroom. And she's like, you know, I'll make it back home from work before he does so I'll be able to get them then. Um, Pregnancy test. Why did I draw a blank there? Lord. Um, But she's kidnapped while she's at work and of course, they find the videotape because they have connections. And Aaron finds the pregnancy test while they're searching for her. And he figures out that it's Sam who has her. And is he's also the one that attacked her while she was pregnant. Because like I said, his little spiritual ride, she takes him through like a long ass fucking journey before it's presented to him that it's Sam. Like Sam owned a bookstore that patients love to go to back in Chicago, and he is obsessed with her. He followed her in Chicago, like, he followed them plenty of times to her apartment. When she moved to Oakland, he followed her there, and that's when he attacked her. Um, and so now that he has her again. He vows to get her out of the country. He's going to kill Aaron and kill uh, the twins. And they'll be together. And they can have their own babies. So the Talentons, like, they track them to the woods. And she manages to get away from him. And when she's checked out by the doctor, they discover that she's having twins again. Like, it's too early to hear a heartbeat. But they know that there's two babies in there. Um, and so later on, when she's safely in bed and tucked away, Aaron got his all black on and he goes to kill Sam. Like, there's no way I'm just gonna beat your ass and let you go to jail. Like, you are a threat to my wife and you need to be gone. And that's exactly what happens. Um, so when Patience goes into labor. They have twin boys this time identical. And Aaron proposes again. And it was kind of cute. Because Patience was like, you know, I'm the one that just had babies, but you're the one that's like delirious or delusional or something like that. And he's like, no, I want you to marry me of your own free will this time. Like, I love you. This is the life that I want with you and our kids. Like, please marry me. And she agrees. So I didn't mention how there were little flashbacks, like this is the type of book where it's like then, now. This is what led up to, it was a lot of back and forth. But um, in the past, which was six years ago, Paris was in, Paris, Lord, Patience was in college and Aaron was working towards becoming CEO of the company from his father um, when they developed a relationship They spent a lot of time together and they fell in love with each other until the bubble was burst by his fiance. And Patience left after having her heart broken and she found out she was pregnant with the twins two months after. So she had called Aaron but Alicia answered the phone and then she found her and told her that Aaron didn't want anything to do with her or the baby and that's when she gave her the $500. And Aaron has uh, three brothers, Carter, uh, I'm blanking on the one in the middle, and then there's Tyler, Uh, but technically he's not Robert and, what's her name, Deborah's son. He's actually Robert's nephew because his biological father was robert's brother but he was abusive and killed himself and his wife in a car crash where aaron was in the back seat but he was the only one that survived excuse me so uh robert and deborah adopted him and they treat him as their son so he's like no he's the second to oldest son because carter is the oldest um so yeah so that's like what happens in the past to lead up to the future so they're living happily ever after but it was a nice read because even though it was like a black man black man black woman white man novel, they didn't focus on that and that's what i can appreciate because if the whole book is about race and like how y'all are just so different and coming together i don't want to hear about that no this was a perfect just a couple going through some things. This more so about the fact that she ran off with the babies, and he didn't know anything about it, and how they were really in love, but he was scared to say it. And he used being engaged to old girl as a way out, because that wasn't nothing but like a business transaction. They had no real feelings for each other, no emotion. So he finally got his woman. He got four babies talking about having mo babies so life is good and that's great for them adiós